welcome to the the winning hour all right we were not quite in sync there (laughs) not quite kind of hard to do that when you're not in the same room (laughs) i know but we'll get it done and then that makes it more fun right (laughs) there you go i like it yeah so i'm sade and i'm kim and we're both widowed we're both widows. Oh, uh, I say that with glee. It's not a fun thing, but we we learn to laugh, right? <laughs> we have to laugh. That's yeah. one of our survival skills, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so we are getting close to the end of 2022. Which I don't, my mind. I don't know where the time goes. Somebody said recently, and I and I committed it to memory. They said the days are long, but the years are short. Yes, I think I remember hearing that as well. The days are long, the years are short. It's like, what the heck happened? It's... I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me ask you this: How prepared for Christmas are you? Oh well, luckily it's pretty downscaled as far as what will be happening. My my mom is actually going to be uh, coming to visit. And then together, oh, no. she and I are going to San Diego. I'm so but, jealous. Uh, <laughs> we're we're going to just go and have a Christmas that doesn't feel like Christmas. You know, it's, it's um, you know, the first year without my brother. Yes. And so, you know, a grieving mom, all I can think about is just, you know, distracting her. from all things Christmas so it doesn't feel so off yeah yeah I I remember yeah 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 our first Christmas after my husband died we definitely left we left we did not stay around because it was just too much so too much yeah and Scott died exactly one month before Christmas so I was I, I, I know the family was together. I can't tell you much more than that. I was still in that incredibly early fog of widowhood. You could have probably pushed me in a snowbank and I would not remember it. So yeah. Um, but that's what's going on here. And you have company coming yeah my daughter's coming home so my my happiest time is when both my kids are under the same roof with me I (laughs) love it you know and and, yeah so that's my Christmas gift like both of them will be here and that's that's well we're not doing anything big we just Christmas day is a day for lounging right I love (laughs) it lounge and eat (laughs) There you go. Story and you know whatever else catches our fancy, but yeah. Oh, that that sounds that sounds like a perfect day. Yeah, and you know, I I think about it now, like to even get to that stage where you know, um, you know, like I said, the first year we left, the second year we left. I think, I think the first couple of years, like we could not stand being here, and then, um when we were here we went to a friend's place um, oh like good family like they're big family gathering and lots of so lots of distraction and lots of conversation you know and we did that for a long while too just because you know and I remember when all of us got to the place where you know what it's okay for us to be at home and wake up and be home all day on Christmas 
say it it was not <laughs> it was not like that for a long time so I feel like in some ways that's growth for all three of us to be able to just be home because someone you know we're talking about it and someone said you know does the void ever go away and I the answer know. I mean it's it it can't like when the three of you are there and one person is missing it's just so obvious right for sure he's always like, missing yes yes so, um but I think what has happened is we've grown accustomed to the void and having it be a part of whatever it is we're celebrating does that make sense so it's not it does. it's not soul crushing anymore if that yeah so which is interesting I I I was just thinking about that it's like oh yeah you want to stay home and do all the Christmas you know quiet Christmas things and yep. it's okay you know we're we're in a good place so that's but I I like that you planned ahead mm -hmm. that for the first couple of Christmases you knew that that was probably going to be the best way to get through it is yeah. to go somewhere else mm -hmm. and I think so many people who are new to widowed life um aren't aren't used to um going with their gut right in in that kind of a way especially when there's a whole bunch of expectations mm -hmm. attached to a holiday or to traditions right. and and just just saying I'm not feeling it this year or yeah, and and it may be five years down the road where you say I need to do something different because it's just it's just not where I am and being okay with that and I think that's the I think that's um a big takeaway is that um just thinking ahead and feeling do I feel like participating in all of the traditional things that we've always done or do I feel like just getting away and being distracted by other things yeah. have that have that thought process especially when it's this time of year when there's so much going on and and I think people's expectation levels are a lot higher this time of year they are and I think there's there's the element of oh we've done this every year this way so we have to do it even yeah. though it's not um even though it's not what you're like you said you know you're not listening to your gut you're just going with oh this is the way it should be so I'm going to do it it's it's permission to ask yourself do I want to do this and permission to um, have a different answer, right? Like sometimes there are many things that just did not occur to me, right? Mm -hmm. that, oh, wait a minute, I can cost, I can change the way things are done here. Like this is no longer serving me or this doesn't make me happy or this makes me sad. So I'm going to do something different. Um, and I, so the trip we went on that first Christmas, it was a trip my husband had planned for us. Wow. And oh. I am so grateful because I might not have thought of that, right? Like I might not, if, if, it, if, if it hadn't been set up and it hadn't been in place already, sure. 
it might not have occurred to me that I could do something different. Does that make sense? I was like, it does. Probably white knuckled it through a miserable Christmas here with my kids. But because there was a trip already planned, I was like, oh, and then we were gone. And I was like, oh, this is the best thing in the world. I think we're going to do this again next year, right? So that was my, I guess that was just a lucky thing, you know, that turned out to be the right thing. That's wonderful. And then you got to a part and and this shows kind of the evolution of grief, your grief, your kids' grief. You eventually got to a point where you thought, you know what, being in Colorado is not such a bad thing for Christmas. Um, And you didn't feel that you had to escape every year. And I suppose that maybe another year down the road, maybe the three of you will say, well, let's go on another trip again. Exactly. You know, now, and that, that would be completely a choice. It wouldn't be, oh, we have to get away. It would be like, oh, let's do something different and we can. So let's, you know, so yeah, it's crazy how, how the whole grief thing evolves, right? Like, um, one at one point you're you don't have the capacity for something or you know it's like oh wow yeah I can change and I can do something a different way it's like that would never have occurred to me now it has and and now it's like oh yeah I can stay home and (laughs) I don't feel you know like I'm at home and I'm at peace is that's a really good thing right because sometimes you're at home and you're like I need to get out of here and it took you a while to get there, but you oh, got yeah. there. It did. It did. I mean, I remember one year I was like, okay, no more Christmas tree. I'm not going to put up the tree. I think for a couple of years I didn't because, you know, mm-hmm. it's crazy how you set yourself up. Mm-hmm. So many of my ornaments are from trips we've made together. Oh, <laughs> and, and so them out of the box always and then so after doing that a couple of years I was like oh I can't do this emotional roller coaster so I just bought a Charlie Brown Christmas tree Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it and and now just probably not because it was a mindful decision but now you've kind of created new traditions with your kids yeah absolutely so and and I think that's all that's also a nice way to think of things yes yes is making new traditions because you've had a big you've had a big change in your life um I I always joked with Scott about the holidays (laughs) I always said it was the season of obligations oh my gosh tell me about it (laughs) and so um, that's the one thing that I'm finding. I, I don't feel like I've really got quite a handle on that piece of it yet on, you know, obligated to, you know, give gifts and do nice things for, for people. And I always feel like you should just do that all the time anyway. Why does it have to be so r- ramped up and, 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 um, materialistic this time of year? Yeah. So that was just one thing that Scott and I always agreed about was we're not going to do Christmas gifts. We're, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to save our money for things that we want to do throughout the year. 
And so that was kind of our tradition. And it's taken me a while to finally convince my family members that really nobody really needs anything. How about let's let's have experiences together. Let's go have a meal together um, instead of I need to buy you a Christmas gift because you bought me one and I don't know what you need or what you want or, you know, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, and I, you know, that's, that's part of what society, part of the burden society places on right. right? Like people, um, I, I think that being able to receive wholeheartedly is a whole other um, skill Mm-hmm. And, you know um that that sense of obligation comes from you know like if I'm giving you a gift I'm giving you a gift from my heart saying here I want you to have this and it's mm-hmm. not with the expectation of something from you right, right. Like that, you know and, and I think that's a hard one for a lot of people it is a hard one it is a hard one and it and it's taken it's taken me a long time to finally kind of put my finger put my finger on the pulse of what it was about the holidays that just stressed me out to no end and I think that was it it was the oh great I did not think to get a gift for this person but they got me a gift now I need to go get them a gift and it just felt so rat racy I I just um I, I think people are now coming more and more on board with let's just do kind things for each other all year round yes. and let's spend time together and let's make memories together because yeah. that those are the true gifts in my opinion absolutely you and my husband would have got along so well <laughs> because I love it. he would be like if I want a gift if I want something I'm just gonna go buy it like I'm not waiting <laughs> I'm not gonna wait till Christmas to get something. Like, uh, uh. And he's like, "Yeah, I bought this thing. Don't buy me anything for Christmas." I love it. Oh, see, like-minded yeah. people. I'm sure we would have gotten along famously. Oh my gosh, yeah. But it Goodness. was hilarious. It's like, no, it's like, oh, I saw this thing. I want it, and you know, and it was always something either had to do with bikes or golf. Like the, those are the two things, and it's like. <laughs> Why am I going to wait till December before I can ride my bike? Like, yeah. I want it now. <laughs> Very smart man. I totally agree. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so speaking of, so speaking of expectations and mm-hmm. obligations, yeah. I mean, this time of year, it feels like so many emotions are kind of ramped up. You know, there's the expectation of, you know, people getting along and, people not getting their feelings hurt. And um, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like this time of year, um, I feel probably a little more sensitive to, um, you know, having my feelings hurt. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's because it's the holiday season or, or what that is, but uh, it's something that I have, I've noticed about myself, something that I'm, I'm trying to work on. And what's the saying that if you lower your expectations to zero, you won't be disappointed. Yeah. And that's true in so many ways, but what a disappointing thing to and, admit. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, like we were talking, I said, the idea of 
low expectations is it's a tough one to straddle because on the one hand you're saying all right I expect nothing of these people in my life and so if they do a tiny little thing it's going to feel like Christmas no pun intended <laughs> right but um but it's also so the part of it that I struggle with is when, and, and I've, this is how I've navigated a lot of things myself. It's like, well, if I'm not expecting anything from these people, then it's not going to hurt me, right? And then, but the struggle is when I'm thinking that way, I've already judged, right? And then also, um, I think it takes a little bit of joy out of the living, right? Like, oh gosh, it does. For sure, it does. And so I remember having this conversation with my therapist and she was like, um, okay, but that's really not a, that's not an exciting way to live life. But it's like, but it's also a way that I can manage. And I think maybe the eternal thing is always striking the balance between mm -hmm. expectation and disappointment, right? And that's a hard one to master for sure. It is. And I think like, especially early on in, in grief, like when you lost your person in the first couple of years, it's really easy to um, latch on to what people tell you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so yes. um, the, the promise that, oh yeah, we'll come visit you. Or, oh yeah, we'll do this with you. And then it's crickets. Yep. Right? And yep. then you're like, oh they were just saying that they didn't really mean it. Exactly. It's a, it's a really, um, and so then you go to, oh, well, I guess I can't expect anything from these people. I'm not going to expect anything. And then if something happens, it's great. But if it doesn't, I'm going to be okay. You right. Know? And I ask myself, am I really okay if nothing happens? I think I'm just telling myself that. I don't know. It, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It, it is hard. And I think in many ways it, it changes um, mm -hmm. from day to day, especially for me, but yes. I really notice it this time of year. Yeah. For, for some reason, it just feels like it's just this big buildup to this big culmination. And, and I, I hate to say that I sometimes probably make it a self-fulfilling prophecy yes. that that I tell myself, well, I'm sure along the way I'm going to be disappointed. And now I just made it happen. Right. Um, so managing those expectations has become something that I, I'm not sure I'm doing better since Scott died, or if it's different, I, I would probably say that it's different, that there are some things that um, used to bother me but I've been able, they're like water off a duck's back yeah. in my life now. But then there are other things that surprise me at how much it bothers me. Yeah. And um, I feel like I've, I've got paper thin skin in yeah. some certain circumstances. And so that's the managing part that I'm really trying to get my head around and come up with some, you know, strategies to prevent feeling so disappointed. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't, I wish I had the answer and I don't, I, and I totally understand, like, you know, um, I understand the, the complexity of it, right? Like 
Um, some things don't bother me, some things, but the things that don't bother me on some days bother me to the core on other days. So that's a whole other other thing, right? Yeah, it and is. Then, um, uh, I think this time of year, you know, like the, the outward facing expectation of the holiday season is, oh, it's holly jolly, everything is happy. And, you know, that's not the case Mm-mm. for oh, no. almost everybody, right? Like what is outward facing and what's the reality are two different things. And so um, I think one of the things that helps me when I do it, and I can't profess to say that I do this all the time, is like when 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 i have a disappointment or an expectation is not met to really um dig deep and get curious about it that's a good that's a great approach you know and when i do i can talk myself off the ledge because many times you know i will have expectations of other people and they are totally clueless about it Yes, for sure. And then I'm getting mad about something that somebody doesn't even know, right? Exactly. So walking myself through, well, why am I disappointed? Like, what am I? Well, if this is hitting you so hard, could I? Is this someone I could talk to about it? Right? Like, really, um, instead of the knee jerk, um oh, I'm upset about this and this person, and then they still don't know, and then Mm -hmm. I'm riled up, right? Like that, you know? And so, and I wish I I could say I do this all the time, I don't, but I know that if, if I find myself in that situation and I do like, you know, kind of like approach with curiosity, well, what's this about? Like, what's my... Like, why am I so disappointed about this thing? And how could it be different? And what, you know, sometimes I have an answer and sometimes I don't, but it 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 definitely takes the edge off that like deep, you know, like the the pit in the middle of the stomach. Yes. Kind of thing. So yeah. Um I and that's something that I try to do myself. I try to get to the core. Mm-hmm. What is truly bothering me? What yeah. is it? Um, and sometimes I, I think I can come up with an answer that feels right. Yeah. Other times, just like you said, the answer's not there. And I also have to realize that I'm probably disappointing somebody and I'm not aware of it. Yes, yes. I mean, if we're alive and breathing. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're, we're probably disappointing somebody. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's a thing. Um, yeah, and and you know, like when you're going through, oh, this person did this, and I was doing that, and I was expecting this, and I, and I was like, wait, 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 what? What was I supposed to be doing that I wasn't doing? For somebody else? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, a, yeah, get off your high horse. Yeah, <laughs> taking. Taking ownership of your actions is a pretty important thing to do as well, right? Uh, I remember. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, I remember um, talking to my therapist. This was a few years ago. And, you know, I hadn't heard from some friends for a while. And, you know, and I was in this stage of like, well, maybe they don't care about me anymore or this, that, and the other. And the therapist said, you know, like, you can pick up the phone and call them. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's probably one of the easiest. It was like, if you feel like this friendship is worth anything to you, you can pick up the phone and call them and let them know that you miss them. Like that might start a conversation. I was like, oh yeah, I can do that. It's it's almost like we we reserve the right to be upset. Yes. But there is a simple solution. And and if if the feeling is, well, I always initiate contact or I always this or I always that. Um, first of all, I don't believe in always. I don't think things are always, always. Um, but you're right. And and just being able to kind of turn the situation around to see yeah. your role in it is is a healthy step. It's a healthy thing to do. Um <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, I, I can pick up the phone. <laughs> oh, that was one of my right. homework things. I was like, okay, go call these people. And and I will tell you, like I called and we had great conversation. Oh. And I was like, oh, I haven't talked about I haven't talked to him forever and this, that, and you know, it it um it wasn't, you know, like it's so easy to make up stuff in your head about what's going on and it never matches up with the reality you know so true so I um I was like oh yeah I need and uh, maybe I need to remember that now (laughs) I was like "Ah." oh goodness Uh, yeah and then so so many things that end up hurting our feelings are not intentional by by other people it's it's kind of happenstance and it's our internalization, our internalization of how we feel about it that really gets that that ball rolling and makes it feel like it's out of control. Absolutely. And you know, and and I will say, you know, um, a lot. And you know, I think going back to expectations. Well, you know, I lost my person, so everybody should call me. Yes. You know, um, maybe that's that's. Um, an unrealistic expectation that we set in our heads where we're like, you know, it's okay for us, even in the midst of what's going on to ask for what we need of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes we forget that, Oh, wait a minute. Um, Yes. People have their lives and they're running around doing their things. But if we make an intentional um, um, reaching out to them and say, Hey, I could really use whatever it is. We give them the opportunity to do something meaningful too. Yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And like my, (laughs) like my, my wise grandmother's words always seem to pop into my head when I'm, when I get into this cycle of kind of feeling sorry for myself, feeling like I'm forgotten, feeling like you know, how, how we kind of end up indulging that, that kind of talk for a while in our heads. I'll hear my grandmother's voice say, pull in your horns, pull in your horns. 
<laughs> like it. <laughs> and and it works every time. It's like stop feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. And and pulling your horns, you are not in battle because you're making a mountain a mountain out of a molehill. Yes. And and in many cases that's exactly what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can't but, tell you how many times, and I'm sure you can say the same, that I built up this story around something. And then when I finally address it, it's completely different. Yes. Right? Yeah. So we get ourselves worked up. So I, and I think that's just human nature. I really do. And then you add on grief and then you add on the stress of the holidays and then you add on all of those things. It, it's pretty easy to go down that rabbit hole of like this crazy story, you know? And so yes. the idea of like, oh, wait, let me get curious with this. Let me reach out to someone I know I can rely on. Let, yeah. me, um, let me just do something good for myself. Like that will, you know, maybe pull me out of my phone. You know, there's a lot, a um, lot we can do. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I think one of those things is to remove the emotion that's attached to it. If, if you've gotten your feelings hurt, of course, you're going to be sad. You're going to be, you know, there's going to be emotions attached to that. If you give it a little bit of time, let the emotions cool and then come back to it. And maybe you can see things a little more clearly and then you're not going to react emotionally, hopefully. Um, if you react at all and that's another thing and I think those are the those are the battles that you have to choose in life um, is it worth addressing this or is it worth forgetting it and right. getting on with things yes. so that's always an internal battle in my head is when is it time when is it time to let it go and when is it time to actually do something about it if there's potential for growth or learning something out of it and you bring up a point like putting stuff on hold sometimes is a valuable tool because it lets you it gives you distance between what's happened and what the reality you know Mm -hmm. what your reaction will be and then um I think we always make a better job of things when there's that space um a lot of a lot of um um trouble comes out of our knee-jerk reactions to stuff and I I can guarantee you like when you deal with grief and stress and Christmas and all of the stuff like immediate reaction (laughs) nine times out of ten is not going to be great exactly exactly so and then you know maybe there is a truly valid situation where your feelings are hurt maybe something was said Maybe something was done um, explicitly um, right. in, in a in a way to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, your reaction is the only control that you have over this situation. And I think just as we mature and just as we go through various um, challenges in life, you know, I think we get better. Maybe this is a, a not a benefit to widowhood, but maybe um, a valuable learned lesson is, is this worth my energy? And, and I find myself asking myself that more and more frequently now, is this worth my energy? Because 
we know that our energy is not, is not finite. No, it isn't. Oh gosh, it's so, it's so <laughs> <laughs> It's like, where do I put my energy today? I think I'm going to put it towards making myself feel happy. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Yeah. And so the so, energy of the holidays, hopefully doesn't consume everybody out there. I hope that everyone is focusing on self-care um, and just, you know, yes. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you're widowed or, you know, someone who is widowed and it's a hard time of year, period. End of story. It's a hard time of year for a lot of people. A lot of people are hurting um and and for various reasons so i think that compassion and kindness really are the best gifts absolutely absolutely that's my gift to you today kim (laughs) and it's always my gift to you and it doesn't have to be christmas or your birthday (laughs) forever so i was before we wrap up i was just i know last year we talked about christmas and the holidays and coping and um Two things come to mind, maybe it's more than two, but um, if you are, you know, maybe this is your first um, Christmas without your person. So definitely the compassion and kindness for yourself. Give yourself permission to say no. Mm-hmm. And an escape route if you, if you do go somewhere, you know, even let your host know that, you know, if it gets too much, you might you might have to duck out, like plan that ahead. And then I always say this, <laughs> plan for January because it's a long dark month after um, yeah. after the holidays. I remember my first Christmas, I was like, oh, I made it through. And then January felt like it was never going to end. And I had nothing, nothing planned for January. So it's um, definitely worth thinking about. So yeah. I like that plan for January. That's a big one because the focus is always on, well, just get me to New Year's Eve, get me and then I'll be okay. But you're right. January is a long, cold, dark month here in the Northern hemisphere, of course. Um, Yeah. Have a plan. Start, start planning things that you can look forward to. Even if it's something as simple as book a massage, get a, a, a manicure, pedicure, um, something, make a lunch date with someone you haven't seen in a while, go to a movie, um, have, just have something to look forward to. Look forward to, yes, or some things. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hopefully things. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. You're right. Because January is a cold, hard slap in the face. (laughs) And you're coming down from all the hype of Christmas and you're like, oh, now I can breathe easy. And then you're like, oh, what am I going to (laughs) do? Just falls over a cliff, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes. Oh, goodness. Good, good suggestion. Thanks for saying that. All right, Miss Kim. All right, Miss Sade. Well, Wishing you and your kids and everybody in your family a really, really wonderful uh, Christmas and everything that um, that people celebrate in this world. 
um, just hoping for, you know, peace on earth and yes. kindness and compassion to everyone. Absolutely. And the same to you, Kim. And oh, thank you. I was thinking about you in the warm Sunday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I will tell you all about it when I'm back. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you so much. And, and wishing you a happier, brighter, more fulfilling 2023. Amen to that. And we'll see you then. Okay. Bye. Bye.